This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. For hours, and then I'm a Baptist. I was like, Me and my coven go to the Hot Topic twice a week. Oh, oh my God, that's so. You and your cursed fanny packs. <laughs> that's what started. <laughs> Let's not talk about this on the air. If we are recording, oh, we are recording. Okay, yeah, so recording. we are talking about your cursed yeah. damn cursed, fanny packs. Cursed fanny packs. Your Ouija board fanny your Ouija packs. Ouija board fanny oh packs. My God. Okay. Goes oh, yeah. against the beliefs of all the hot topic witches. Going, I doubt it. I don't think so. I think that's the I think that's actually. I think it's actually their demographic. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's how I hit like, on yeah. people. I'm like, hey, check out my fanny pack. They probably like wear it and then have one of them like lay in the middle while they do weird shit. Uh. It's like those are meant for change, you stupid ass. Yeah, <laughs> mine has three pockets, one in the back. It's you know whatever. It's 14 inches long, so you can put some John Holmes in there. What is 14 inches long? John Holmes. What is it? <laughs> the fanny pack. <laughs> the fanny pack is 14 inches long. Oh wow, that's a big fanny pack. That's a backpack on a butt. That's an impre- yeah, it's can, impressive fanny pack you got there. Pack. It's a yeah, butt you pack. Can, you can put a lot of stuff in that fanny pack, Steve. I know. I can't help it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do one hour on fanny packs. Let's do an hour on Rob Zombie then. That's way worse. I almost yelled that into the fucking microphone. Speaking of shitty covens, we'll we'll get to we'll get to Lords of Salem later. Uh, but <laughs> tonight's episode is about Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie, Bob Cadavers. And his real name is Robert Bartlett Cummings. Yes, I don't that's want, what I it says. Ever need to know that? But well, I wrote it, it down for you on the uh, on the kind of sparse whiteboard because yeah. I, got, I overwhelm myself, and there's no really need to do that. It's like you have subject. a bunch of shit. I don't house of a thousand corpses. You have no everything idea. Everything else is like you have no yeah. idea. Yeah. That one's gonna have to have like four of those. Oh yeah, I don't need your fucking board for the eight <laughs> movies of Rob Zombie. <laughs> right? They all they all live in my head. And let's just make this clear that we all watched every Rob Zombie movie this weekend, this past week. For the most yeah. part, just just. I, Rewatch him. I uh, I started the day after we after uh, I started last Friday. Actually, I started with House of a Thousand Corpses, and then Same I here. I got to Three from Hell, and I'd seen that at the premiere, so I didn't go. I didn't rewatch that. And Thirty One, I've seen it enough. I went through all of them. <laughs> I didn't skip one. Oh God! I watched them a little bit out of order because I figured I'd watch like the Firefly like trilogy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I watched House, then Devil's Rejects, then Three from Hell. Then I went to Halloween, and then oh, we'll, we'll get to that. But before yeah, we, so I went through all you, of. You want to give us a bio? Then before we go through through that, we got to talk about Dave's on Rob's, the tab this week. Rob so. Zombie, not tab. The, the, the musician, because that's how a lot of people know Rob. Well, yeah, Zombie. let's talk about the good before, times. White the good zombie. times. White Zombie. <clears throat> I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, he says that, <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I, I tried to look up and see if there. Um, um, I fucking love the White Zombie. How many, how many, how many times he said yeah in Astro Creep? Shut I couldn't the fuck find up. It. it was over 50. Has to be over 50. Anyways, White Zombie. The original noise rock punk band from, uh, I guess, I mean, they weren't from New York, but that's where they started. Yes. That's what I remember. Yes. Uh, the first two albums. I did not make, I did not like Make Them Die Slowly. I thought that was awful. That was the first the, time I heard of them. Really? From my, God, that's a bummer. Well, it, it was, I found them because it was in, uh, my brother collected uh, Thrasher magazines. Hell yeah. And it was a issue in 89 and it had an interview with White Zombie. So nine-year-old Dave just uh, reading Thrasher magazine. Y- wait, you were fucking nine then? In 89, yeah. Oh, I thought you were like 16 Yeah, good, good, good. Keep, keep, anyways, to keep going. <laughs> 17. Um, 
20. I found, I found him through the Sexo Sisto, and then went backwards, and I thought, I found... Uh, I didn't the, hear that the, album, though. The tape of uh, Make Them Die Slowly, and I was like, wow, this is really fucking making me die slowly. It's yeah. really slow. The the edits are not good, and the production's awful, but if you go back another album, it's like, wow, this is fucking crazy hippie punk noise rock shit. Like, they were really trying to do some experimental stuff, and then uh, and Astro Creep is like, I guess, their opus? Everyone. Yeah, that's the one you hear about the most. Yeah, you know, that's the one that people talk about. I'm from that generation that discovered him through like fucking Beavis and Butthead. Hell yeah, really? Hey, well, he, he worked on the movie. Yeah, so that's where that's where I was like, oh yeah, White yeah. Zombie. Oh. Started checking him out. Sexto is the Devil was, Music Volume Seventy Four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just think about that song, right. Black Sunshine. If you listen to that song while you're driving your car, you're getting a speeding ticket. Right. Iggy Pop. As, soon as, as, the as intro, Iggy Pop comes on, it's Iggy just, Pop, man, balls to the wall. That's all. I love that fucking album. It's got some of my favorite hentai in there. You can always hear that. Okay, sorry. That's <laughs> true. Favorite you know, Shidoji's in there. There's all kinds of like, you know, all, that's, that, that was like the beginning of him really putting in uh, movie uh, snippets, clips, all that stuff. And uh, I think he perfected it in Astral Creep. And then it just started getting worse after that. Hellbelly Deluxe was good. Yeah, that album, you know, that like for me, that was like my first like, introduction really to like a full Rob Zombie album. Cause like white zombie, I just saw music videos and shit at that time. Now, since then I've went back and I like white zombie, but when that album came out, hillbilly deluxe, I had no fucking, I didn't know enough about white zombie. I knew like maybe five or six songs. Cause whatever. you're eight. Because of the Tony <laughs> yeah, Hawk's I mean, pro skater. Remember that? Yeah. Tony Hawk. Well, I mean, honestly, like I bought hillbilly deluxe probably the week it came out, or maybe I got it from like one of those Columbia house gave them a penny. They gave me 12 CDs that I never paid for later on no. type things. Nobody did. And but, I, man, that like everybody I knew listened to that fucking album. People that weren't into like metal or anything like that listen to hellbilly deluxe like yeah. middle school i was thinking i was in fucking middle school and it was weird because all the kids were listening to like new metal then and well, it was because it's like rob zombie shit yeah you know it was completely different compared to what and you know rob zombie did a lot to sort of get more people into um like horror if you go see even yeah. even from the white zombie shows like i saw white zombie in 95 and in 96 one was that god awful white zombie pantera tour and then the other one was the Ramones farewell and tour. And the Super Suckers. And the Super cool. Suckers. But the thing Halloween that was weird, what was weird was the Ramones opened for White Zombie. I thought that was weird too. And it was really weird because the Ramones farewell tour. I don't know how they decided this, but they I did. remember that distinctly, man. Who was more popular by that time? Though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, sadly, that's fucking true. Yeah. That, that kid, that crowd didn't know who the fuck uh, the Ramones were for the most part. Yeah. You see that a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been to a lot of shows where, like, even like these, like, louder than life fest and shit. The older guys get like no love, and it's all like, yeah, Godsmack or the people who fucking built the road. Yeah, but, you know that these kids are are, are driving on. I, I get that, but yeah, I was at that show. It was great. It yeah. was actually amazing. It was a Halloween yeah. night show, and it looked like they had just collapsed a building <clears throat> on the stage and just stuck jack o' lanterns in it and had clowns come out of the ceiling. It was fucking awesome. I remember that most, was the Astro Creep tour. Yeah, that was the Astro Creep tour. Uh, that was I think it was the year they broke up too. But I remember that show vaguely because uh, you know sixteen year old me wanted to <laughs> smoke weed. So uh, yeah, sorry mom if you're listening. Um, but, I don't think uh, she is. But uh, yeah, we got so stoned that uh, we walked across the Second Street Bridge. Oh, we went the wrong way. Before we even realized we were in Indiana. The geography of Louisville, it's not easy to do that. He no, did it. it is not. It is How not. the fuck? I, it was I, like Louisville Gardens, wasn't I, it? Yeah, it was at Louisville Gardens. So okay. I had to, I had to like walk blocks and blocks that, that away. Is, that is a long way away. Holy shit. <laughs> we, we thought we were heading towards. That was a journey. 
Yeah, well, we thought we were heading toward Preston, but apparently not. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. You're going to Indiana, dude. But then you get into then you get into. There's uh, water underneath of us. I don't know. Just keep going. It's new. <laughs> it's new. Uh, so then you get into uh, Rob Zombie in his solo career. Yeah. And I remember seeing Rob Zombie. And they same thing. They came to Louisville Gardens, and it was like. Corn and Rob Zombie, and it was really funny that because was crowd man, Rob Zombie's Rob Rob Zombie's stage show is just super elaborate at this yeah. point, and he's got you know ten foot tall puppets coming out and people in suits, and then Corn just had like some girls that they got from a strip club in cages in the cages the yeah. corn cage. Oh, you were there? Nothing yeah. wrong with any of this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with any of this. Well, I'm just saying, like, you just put the two together, and it's just like Rob Zombie actually opened for Corn, So he has this big electric stage show, and then they're like, there's a cage. It takes him 20 minutes to take down all of his stuff, and then there's like, yeah, there's a cage. It's like, okay. So I, never, I didn't see him in, I guess, what you would call his prime. I saw him at Louder Than Life last year, and it was just like a lot of elaborate shit. And him walking back and forth on stage, like, out of breath and saying, yeah. Yeah. Now and then. It was really weird and bad. Yeah. It was awful. And if you're already ready to tune out of this, please don't. We, we're actually not bashing him. We're bashing him with our love and, and, and pointing out all the things that people already fucking know that he does. He always says, yeah. He yeah. always, you know, it's, it's, it's dance metal. That's what people kind of forget. Uh, when I first heard the White Zombie album, The Sexorcisto, I was like, oh, he's like mixing hip hop in here. And like, because with, with his cadence and how he wrote the songs. And then it was like a whole new level of music that nobody had ever heard at the time. The problem was... He never stopped doing the exact same fucking thing after, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. what works? You know, he's yeah. stuck with what works, man. I John mean, Five keeps that band going, man. He's a fucking amazing guitar player, and if it wasn't absolutely. for him, I wouldn't give a shit about what, uh, Rob Zombie, the band. But we're talking yeah. about the movies He now. might be the only other member of the band that I know from, I mean, from like Rob Zombie's type. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's fucking weird. Yeah, John Five. Yeah, Good for that? him. <laughs> oh, he's, he's connected to some of these movies too. We'll oh, he get, is. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Today. But uh, I did read that that apparently Rob Zombie was a production assistant on Peewee's Playhouse. Peewee's Playhouse, yeah. yeah. People have so, like tried to elaborate and like, oh, it's, it's this. It's like, no, he really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, and so, he talks about not doing a whole lot. But I think it's just like you're like, oh, that's awesome. Or it's like, really, that show? It's just like a random credit. Yeah, it's right. kind of weird. He probably got somebody coffee. I guarantee it. Yeah, Paul Rubens. <laughs> how the fuck did he not cast him in anything? Good question. That seems yeah. that kind of how weird. Why would you not cast Paul Rubens? And you're doing like Lou Temple and all these people that are like, that's exactly a Paul Rubens type. Yeah. You can surely put, him put in that name film. out of hat. Yeah. That yeah. proves he didn't do shit on that set. He has no connection to him. Oh, yeah. He's like, ah, don't know who you are. House of Thousand <laughs> Corpses would have been a lot different if, if uh, <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> well, let's get into this. Let's Por get into House, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, now that we covered like his music career that I know dick about, uh, this is all the lead up to like his movies, which, as we were saying earlier, we've all rewatched them recently. Most of these I've probably seen at least three times at this point, whether I wanted to or not. I'm going to try to be as positive as I can about some of these. Don't. Just, uh, just be, you be Derek. But they, some of them make me feel a certain way, and it's not good. Well, how does, how does House of a Thousand Courses make you feel? I want to kill myself. You want to kill God damn. <laughs> Apparently, Derek's appreciation has gone down. Yeah, well, actually, uh, <laughs> actually, I, I'm, I'm, that was a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I went back, and this was probably the third time I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. The first time in movie theater when I was a teenager. Everybody I was with fucking hated it. I mean, I think the universal oh, really? opinion was like, we just watched a Rob Zombie music video for an hour and a half. That happens to also be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Part two. Because yeah. that's, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. 
And I, I didn't I didn't have any need to go back to it. I didn't fucking care. Because everybody at that time was so stoked to see it. And I think maybe that was the problem, too. It's like, oh, Rob Zombie's doing a horror film. This has to be great. And it got delayed by, like, three fucking years because it was too, like, graphic or violent or whatever. So that was also, like, a selling point for a, a teenager like myself at the time. That was a big thing. But I was not impressed. Horror was PG-13 at that time, and everyone was like, this is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, but it's legitimately the, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a lot in there, and I can dive, I can I can really get into it if you want me to. You can you can dive right yeah, into I mean, it, but go go ahead, Steve. Tell us about what he took from the, other films. But on the surface, okay, you're acting like nobody else has ever done that before. Not exactly. like that. Uh, no, well, it's not true have. either. I don't I don't I, yeah. I. Everyone steals. Everyone that we have ever idolized in a horror film or whatever Oscar winner it doesn't matter. They're all. They're all influenced by somebody else, and it's all in there. Sometimes shot for shot. People just don't talk about it. It's really weird. A bunch of people in a van traveling somewhere, a crazy family. Yeah. No, it's like, no, no, no. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, he's not doing scene. anything. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He just doesn't hide Bill it. Mosley. Yeah, and plus he tells you exactly where, like, this is, I, I like the 70s. I love the music. I love the cars. Oh, I love no, the I movies. I that, yeah. Um, the problem with that that movie, the production, is like, okay, they spent a lot of money on that film, and then he didn't think it was enough to even get the ending done. So he made a really shitty ending, which is the one nobody's ever seen, by the way, that I know of, and on purpose so that he could get funding for the end. But that's that's just the end part. Uh, yeah. The whole film, the problem with the movie <clears throat> when I went and saw it is I loved as as normal. I liked I liked I liked his colors. I knew what I was getting into like the kinetic energy. I knew it was going to be a Rob yeah. Zombie fucking music video song. Just for an hour and a half. I knew what I was going to get into. So everyone I knew either, like you said, either really hated it or just like got it. Um, I'm always in the I'm, I'm always in the middle of that when it comes to the House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, his I love, always in the got it thing, though. His, his love of everything that he was trying to do is in there. It's just like it's like uh, having all the money in the world and then yeah. being like, here you go. And you have like just being overwhelmed, which I understand being overwhelmed. And we all do. He just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, no, I get that. He's got a sandbox full of money and, and talent, and he's just like, ah. Well, it's also his first fucking feature film. So I got to give him that. Like, technically. technically, it's his first, like, feature or yeah, whatever. Feature-length film. He'd I done think- his own music videos for a while. He'd helped Ozzy doing stuff. Um, he actually got the job because Universal, he was working for Universal's theme parks, and he he, he revitalized the, the horror the Halloween Horror Halloween Nights. Horror Nights. If it wasn't for him, they would not be where they are today. To the point where the haunt he was making was actually the House of a Thousand Corpses. And he was like, fuck, let's just make this into a movie. He walked into some executive office, or I think the story is he he just, he was in an executive office, and they asked him his idea of a movie, and he basically told them the exact same story that he was building outside. And well, he made it up. They asked him, he's like, have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, yeah. And he goes, how about Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that house right there? Pretty fucking much. <laughs> they're like, that and sounds then, fucking great. And then, Universal, awesome. and then you have Universal, who's like, you, you can use anything. That's why you can see all the things that nobody else can afford, like creature from, uh, like vintage creature masks in, yeah. the bask, in the back and monsters, all these things that Universal let him have because it's their license. He got to have access to all that. And everything that's in that movie is like, it's like a Terry Gilliam movie. A lot of his movies are where every little thing matters. It's just as a whole, the writing is just not good. Yeah. You cannot write normal. People. Every little thing matters besides the characters. It's so fucked. I, I don't give a shit about Chris Hardwick or, or Rain that, Wilson. That's, and that's a bummer. And I like those people. That's a conversation I've had with people a few times about that movie. Like when the final girl shit happens, 
Like you're sitting there like, which girl was this? Yeah. Like, you know, like the whole time they're like, they're which, which one was it? Because they're none of them have a personality. They're all kind of assholes. So you weren't cheering for them anyway. Yeah. And then one was Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah. The, how, With a wig. The singled out guy. At that at that point, that's all he fucking was. And I was just like, <laughs> so, that's right. So, give a shit about that. Dude. So, forgot about that. So Dwight Schrute and singled out, take yeah. significant others well, on a road trip. Yeah, exactly. Well, he wasn't Dwight just yet. I don't know what the fuck that dude was doing at well, that point. Let's talk about some of the people. The thing that I, I, I always admire, and this carries through carries from the first film he did all the way to now, is that and people give him shit for it, but I, I totally do not agree. As him digging out old horror actors who are not doing shit. Right. They haven't done shit in the fucking, some of them, 30 years. And they're like, oh, he's using him again. I was like, what else is that person doing? He's doing that person. Not only is like is an actor, they become his friends, and he's giving them a job. And I made a, like, a long list one time. Some of it's on the board over there. But, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, Sid Haig. Who the fuck knew who Sid Haig was? I mean, besides old people like me, I knew him from, like, Buck Rogers and, like, Roger Corman space operas. That's that's it. I didn't think about Sid Haig. Nobody cared about, like, Meg Foster. Nobody cared. I mean, she's not until later on, but... Uh, Dennis Fimple. I could go on, and I should go on, I guess. Like, Sybil Danny, he he, he took these people, Michael Berryman, Ken Faree, nobody gave them, they, they, you didn't even see them on the, on the convention circuit yet, because conventions in North America hadn't really exploded at this point. These people had no fucking jobs besides whatever they didn't do after acting. He was like the Tarantino of horror, if you, at least in that respect. Let's not give him that much credit, but like... You did just now. You fuck, did it. Fuck, you did it fuck your, everything. Well, like, I, I, you, like you moved your lips and then that fucking came out. And but it's like, true. I totally I, agree with I, that. I, I, like, I will defend that. I mean, Walter Goggins, think about that. He he goes from House with Thousand Corpses to like The Hateful Eight just being like, what's a fucking Wait a minute. Up? There's a big fucking gap there, bud. Yeah, you forgot Justified, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I'm saying like I, the progression of like that guy <laughs> getting a major role in a major yeah. uh, released film that you'd never heard of. I before. didn't even remember he, he was in House of a Thousand Corpses yes. before this rewatch. And yeah. then he shows up and I'm Tom like, Tolles. oh, that's fucking. Continue to get to that yeah. scene Tom where he Tolles, shot, in the, shot in the head. And yeah. it's just way too long. Uh, the but problem, that's okay. Yeah. But I, I agree. You, you don't give a shit about Aaron Daniels. You don't care about Jennifer Jostin. You just don't care. Uh, I mean, they're like children almost. And. I guess that's kind of the point of the some of the movies, like the the their victims are just toys to them. But like, and you actually care about the the monsters more, which no. is cool. But like, I, I want to give a shit about these people before they Who die. Who the fuck cares about Sherry Moon Zombie? Who watches that and's like, well, I want to hear, okay. I want to hear that lady talk some more. Luckily, she changed that in the sequels. Yeah. Like, she yeah. stopped talking but, that really high pitch and all that. But I, I love the uh, I love the scenes where. Uh, they're doing their like their little their show for the family before they kill them for yeah. Halloween. But there's things that don't make sense. Like, hey, I fixed your car. Go ahead and leave so we can attack you in five seconds. I was actually going to shit bring that like up. that drives me fucking yeah. nuts. When we so I watched it last. Cars fr- fixed. La- yeah, <laughs> la- yeah. Last Friday they come in and you know I was watching it and they did the cars fixed thing. And then I forgot all about the whole, like, they're all dressed as scarecrows, that whole, like, elaborate thing of, it's like, everybody dressed up and coming up. I'm like, why the fuck would you bother doing all that when they were already in your house? It reminds me of Dolls. We talked about that like, two weeks ago. Yeah. like But, but that scene, but, like, what the fuck led up? What, what did you cut out of the script to do that? And the, the fact that, like, that's one of those you have to turn your brain off because everything has to work out, like, exactly how they want it. Like, what stops that person from just driving the fuck through the gate? Yeah. You know, like, right. the, the average person's going to freak out and just slam their gas. Yeah. They're not just going to, like... Matthew McGrory, he's fucking great. He, yeah. Who cared about him? Tim Burton probably wouldn't even put him in Big Fish if it wasn't for House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses. I mean, that's sad. He's great in Big Fish, by the way. I ha- best I, Tim Burton movie ever. I hate the villains in these movies. Uh, I think they're super fucking annoying. But I do like Otis, and I like Captain Spaulding. I think they're great. But yeah, you know, yeah, Sid, Sid Haig's really not on screen as much as like no. Sometimes like 
my memory is a lot different than what actually happens. Because I remember his screen time is awesome. I think because I, I love that opening scene so much. And if you had the DVD, a, you could just let it play. Irwin instead Keys. of Egg would talk to you. Yeah. Irwin Keys. Nobody had seen that guy in an exploitation movie in 20 years. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. He 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 he's the one who always wears the big clunky mask at yeah. the uh, at the Captain Spaulding's uh, mm-hmm. um, gas station. Um, you know, there's so many like little things that matter in that movie that kind of are wasted because people are like, oh, it's a Rob Zombie movie. He's like, man, he really spends a lot of fucking time on set decoration and what this means and what that means. The problem is, I've, I've said this for years, if somebody else could just write with him, like his dialogue or the, you know, that happens in that, in like yeah. Asian action movies. It's like, well, here's the action scene. Now Wu Ping's going to do this. I'm the director for all the scenes where we're talking. But when, it, when it comes to Kung Fu, Wu Ping, here we go. That's, that's just a normal thing in other countries. God, why can't Rob Zombie have somebody write his good dialogue? Yeah. He writes good dialogue for villains, I think. He does. You and always it, remember that shit. Yeah. You, you remember that shit. I think he I think he hit his stride, you know, for as far as dialogue. I mean, you you've got some good scenes with Sid Haig, uh, like you said, Captain Spaulding, especially the the first scene of the movie. It's great. It's it's great. You the, can the, see the, the grain the of the thirty five millimeter print. Back and it's, forth. It's so the depth of the of the of the shots are great. But I mean his the dialogue gets better as he progresses through his movies, though. Yeah, with other characters. Because I feel like Sid Hay could just wing it. He can just be fucking I Sid. I mean, that, I think that's Have what you seen Night of Living Dead yeah. 3D? Oh, God. It's the only reason to watch that it's movie. It's really bad, but Sid Haig almost saves it. Right. Almost. There's no saving it, but he's he's good enough. But I think that's what hurt the movie the first time I saw it, is that oh, that opening, like, 10 minutes is so good. Yeah. And then after that, it just feels like a car wreck. Dr. Zaya up his ass. It's like, what happened, <laughs> um, And th- th- let's talk about how he actually got through a little bit more. Uh, I wrote it down up there, but it's like his work on he was the Butthead Do America. His, 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 uh, he, he did some uh, some design for that, which is weird. A lot of people don't know that. Um, his work for uh, Universal. Um, his um, What else did he do? He was working for Ozzy at the time. So all that led up to him getting money to do a fucking horror film, which is any nerd's dream. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Well, so, that's what we've always said. He's a fanboy with money. Fuck yeah. Which is not a bad thing always. And I think his writing actually gets better as he goes along. Uh, well, I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, go, we'll go on this roller coaster. No, let's go on the roller coaster. But I'll, I'll finish with this. If you all have anything else to say about this movie, I'll let you go ahead. Because I want to talk about the ending. I want to see if I oh, make yeah. a note about yeah, yeah. Okay, but, we're going to let Derek look on his phone no, and see you guys, if he has a note. Guys, yeah, no, the know, ending of this movie was okay. I thought was off. It was weird. I am the complete opposite. But you go first. Yeah, I just, like... All right, so so it's it, it's not a supernatural movie, and then all of a sudden, like holy shit, there's all this supernatural. There's zombies living under the ground, and there's a doctor Satan yeah. here, and it's just I I, I don't know. It just I, <laughs> all doctor Satan here. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't make it. Just didn't didn't do it for me, man. Like everything that led up to that didn't lead to that ending. It's true. And I was like, I was sort of thrown off. I mean, if that's what he wanted to do, great. No, whatever. it wasn't. That's- it wasn't. The originally, Dennis Fimple, who plays Grandpa, was going to be Dr. Satan. That was kind of the thing. So when you see the murder ride and you see, like, somebody who's like, oh, that's Dr. Satan, and he pops up and he scares them, it kind of, if you look at it, it look, kind of looks like Dennis Fimple's body and his height and everything else. He died, right? Yes, oh, he did. <laughs> but when, re- when he finally got money, he actually made a bad ending so that they would give him funding to make the ending that he wanted. That's why when they lower them into that mud pit that's supposed to be Dr. Satan's grave, it's an entire different fucking movie. And it, if you just go, the, I've always said this, if you fast forward that movie to the, the last, it's like the third act of a film is what it's called, the third act, it's fucking 
any Italian movie you've ever seen that you've loved from Fulci. The the shots are slow. They're beautiful. There's all this weird, like the, the sound design is great. The zombies come out. And, and, and it's like a fucking acid trip. <clears throat> and I suggest watching it on drugs. But it's fucking amazing. Like the, the amount of stuff that they put into that, you don't even get to see the big rib cage on the ceiling that actually holds Dr. Satan together and helps him move around. Um, I forgot the name of the monster that comes out with the big ax and all, all that shit's insane. But if you just watch that part and if I showed you that in a part of a trailer, you'd be like, this is fucking amazing. I guarantee it. Yeah. But then there's like that whole movie before it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, and I, by the way, I was just trying to champion the ending. Damn it. Eh? By the way, I went, I went back to my notes just to see like what notes I made on this. And I'm like the laziest fuck alive. I take bad notes. You want to know what my one note says? Please. Why the fuck did they fix the car? we've got that covered something we didn't i'm curious if you all know this but in that in house of a thousand corpses the 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 soundtrack choice the music choice like there's awesome there's a slim whitman song like did rob zombie start the the whole like let's play some old song that your grandmother used to listen to while somebody's getting murdered I feel like oh, it's awesome. I I, I don't know if he, he was makes the, moments he, like that work. Yeah, but I I don't know if like he was the first one to do that in the genre, or if somebody yeah. else had done it. And then we, I'm just not paying attention. You mean like using an old school like yeah? Song? Oh yeah, it's happened before. Yeah. It's something yeah, new. It's I mean, no, no no offense, but like we talked about, it, he's not doing anything new. I just don't remember. I mean, because like like I said, you know, Otis is getting ready to shoot Walton Goggins and just. You know, Sam yeah. Whitman's going full blast. And, and that is the part of the movie that people hated, and I actually enjoyed it because I'm like, wow, that's really interesting for this whole weird, crazy fucking movie that he's going to choose this one scene, and he does it a lot in his movies, that doesn't, I mean, besides the, the jokes aside, it's like, doesn't make sense. It's like, this is the long pullback crane shot, and then he blows off his head uh, right before he kills, you know, Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, those are the kind of things that make me go, you know what? I appreciate some of the stuff he's trying to do. Cause I've always been the person like, I, I see the intent. You may not have the skill yet, but I can see where this might go. Yeah. And then it went to, uh, <laughs> then it went to 2005 the, and the uh, devil's rejects. Devil's rejects. I really like this movie. It's it's, I really did. Most people did. And, uh, and I'm one of them. I, I, I did I, you rewatch I, it? I did rewatch it. I've okay. seen I've seen okay. Devil's Rejects several let, times. Let, I've, let, I've let probably go seen, first. I've probably seen this movie more than any of the any of the other ones. Okay. The reason why I like Devil's Rejects. All right. So first thing, the first watching this on YouTube, Dave, Derek and I just kind of looked at each other, cheesed, and they're like, "We'll let Dave go first. Well, the, the yeah. first thing you'll notice is you know the movie starts off basically where House of a Thousand Corpses ended, but they sort of just nixed all the supernatural stuff they said to hell with it i mean if you even if you look at otis otis looks completely different right he's not you know he's sort of a, he had an albino tone to him in there in house of a thousand corpses he had he red 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 eyes yeah he looks completely different so immediately you know that they're just cutting out all the supernatural shit and i think they originally filmed something with dr satan dr satan originally and they and they cut it. dawson yeah, yeah. But Rob Zombie is like it doesn't fit with the tone, I guess. But the new tone. Thinking, yeah, the but new tone. Th- this movie, the tone is totally different. It's more of it's more grounded in reality, and you know, it starts off quick. It's, it's not much slow. more of a seventies grind. Yeah, like, yeah, really exactly. Like road movie almost. And you know, it starts off really quick with the with the house being raided, and you know. Everything goes to shit, which looks completely different. But whatever. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the house the house is different. That's and, movies, though, man. But I mean. You know, I thought this movie was paced better. I thought the dialogue, like I said, I think it, I think it gets better when 
when he's when he's uh when he's beating Lou Temple and uh, uh <laughs> Banjo to death. Jeffrey he, fucking Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis. I hate that scene. <laughs> oh, you hate that scene. Well, it's whatever. So bad. No, no. The dialogue in that scene was great. There's no fucking there's it doesn't make sense for him to Bill Mosley's not big enough for this situation. Yeah. For him to walk around with two fucking dudes and not get fucked up that are panicking, thinking they're gonna die, and they, they can't win a fight against fucking Otis. But you have to think Lou Temple at that point, who's the character you're talking about, is the uh he's the fake badass. He has all his bravado, but when it comes to actually doing anything, He's a fucking pussy. And Jeffrey Rush is the old guy who shook Johnny Cash's fucking hand. He has nothing going on besides that in his life. Yeah, it's not so they're terrified. Pick up a stick and hit somebody. I, I've seen, the, I've read those kind of stories though before in real life. We're like, well, why didn't you do anything? It's like you weren't there. You don't understand. Oh, I would understand. I watched it happen on the screen. I know. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> there was no reason for them oh. to lose that fight. Even in the hotel room, like when it was just like two of them, there's like six people in the hotel room. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What's happening right now? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, it's also maybe, I don't know if he thought this far ahead, but it, it is supposed to be set some, somewhere in the 70s. It's yeah. kind of ambiguous. He does a lot, lot of that with his movies. Is that, you know, they're not people are not used to this. They're not used to seeing it on television or a movie at yeah. the time. And so when they're put in that situation, they're like, uh, what are you well, going to do? Well, like, Brian Poston, besides getting shot in the head. See, I didn't like that. Because Brian Poston's like 6'7". Yeah. And I just don't feel like that dude. He's going to be a fucking NASCAR Even with, uh, like, you mechanic. know, Poston's personality, I don't think that dude would walk in and go, ooh. Roy, no. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like there would be a lot more to that. And that, that's kind of my... So I also used to love Devil's Rejects. And I went back and watched it for the yeah, first time. Yeah, Derek probably actually loved it and he went back and it Like six him. or seven years. And it just kind of like... I liked House of a Thousand Corpses more viewing it now. And I like the Devil's Rejects less viewing it now, which is a weird fucking thing, I guess. But the characters, once again, none of the characters mattered. Like, none of them. I thought they mattered more. Well, I mean, it wasn't about... It wasn't, the dialogue definitely got better for the regular people. It was about, it was about you know, Captain Spaulding. Yeah, it know, was about Baby. It was about Yeah, but who gives Otis. a fuck about them? Like, I, I hate the idea that's of... That's like, why you're watching the movie, though. You gotta cheer for the villains. I'm not well, cheering for it's, the villains. Well, you're, you're sort of cheering for them, but they're still awful people no they're like pieces of shit i want them to die like i don't i don't relate to them in any way i'm like oh they're funny and zany he's like, trying to endure you them. to them Derek. they're psychos that kill everybody and they <laughs> no. rape like well i mean oh no no they're awful human beings you're not supposed to you're not supposed to like them i mean you're they're 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 who the movie's about but i mean go watch fucking uh henry portrait of a serial killer do you like those dudes no fuck them but you still watch the movie. Yeah, but there's like a story between the two dudes and the one kind of becoming more evil as time goes. Yeah. Tom Tulls. Yeah. Whereas this <laughs> one's just like Tom Tulls again. Whereas like these movies are just three assholes doing things. And you I can sum it up like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can see that. But I, I understand like the dialogue, especially with like Otis and Sid Haig is entertaining. Sherry Moon just annoys the fucking piss out of me. Even in this one, I'm just like, shut. There up. are scenes like the car scenes and the ice cream and all that I shit. Just, it's cool that they brought back Sid Haig as the dad. Like that was actually yeah. supposed to be intent in the first film. They just didn't get, get didn't get to it. I like things like that. I like the shit, the way everything yeah. technical, it got better. Everything technically yeah. got better. Just a lot of it got stupid for me. Like when the girl's like left in the room and the maid discovers her and she just takes off running and gets hit by a car. That wouldn't happen. Nobody would react that way. I don't care if you go, you didn't know if you were there. Yeah, I know for a fact. Well, that's like, different. But somebody that's just, shows up that's to save horror me. movie, like, oh, you know, why, yeah. why are you falling down with the knife and throwing it away kind of thing? Yeah, but that's a lot different than screaming and running fucking a football field away to the middle of the road. And then that's when you stop running. 
you haven't stopped running the whole time, but now you're like, now that I'm in the middle of the fucking road, now I'm just going to stand here and scream. One car is going to miss me, and yeah. I'm going to stand here a little longer, and this big-ass truck's going to come. Oh, yeah. It's the dumbest shit. It's just there for, like, shock value. It's and bad I'm luck. Like, Fuck, that's some fucking terrible it's bad luck to hit somebody in the highway? Yeah. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Both. <laughs> for both like, people involved. Now, like... I'm shitting on it, but I don't think Devil's Rejects is a bad movie. I just think I think it's a way. I think uh, yeah. it's a huge improvement. It is, but it stars structure and acting and writing. Yeah, I just think I see the problems in it more now than I did, probably because I loved it at first. And now when I go back and look at it, I'm like, uh, yeah. it probably wasn't as great as I thought. You know that the, the success of this the the moderate success of Devil's Rejects yeah. helped him get future movies too. Yeah. So I mean. His budgets, his budgets just keep well, now going. I really don't like it. Here's the thing about that is that the um, uh, Devil's Rejects, he constantly kept taking his own budget down because he was like, I had all this money at the first film and I just didn't know what to do with it. So I thought that, and this has always been true with, with, with auteurs, if you want to call them that or not, is that you give them so much money, they don't know what to do with it. But if you take away, they become more and more like they, they use their imagination more. Things happen on set. That kind of shit. It worked really well. It worked yeah. really well. How uh, the fuck did Tiny find them? <clears throat> yeah. I, the reality didn't get better. But. That really bothered Like that was that bothered me the first time I watched it. But yeah. it bothered me more this last time. I well, you, you showed his character for like fucking two seconds at the start of the movie. Then 90 minutes later, he's fucking Batman. <laughs> and he, like, he just shows up just in time. Smoke like, signals. That made no sense at all. That, but it, it still made me like weep a little bit. You weeped? Uh, yeah, because I love that character. And he was Tiny? Tiny is the only yeah. character from both those movies that is any, has any redeeming qualities, even though we yeah. probably don't know what he does with the women when he's after he's done. Yeah, he was, he, he was he was dragging a dead woman through the. Yeah, I did like God it. damn it, Dave, you're right. Was that okay, out of, of all the psychopaths <laughs> and fucked up people. He's the one that you think about, like, oh, I'll tiny, because you you, fi- you figure that since he is who he is, maybe he was just gaslighted and being. He's a their leather like face. Yeah, he's their bubba. He's their, yeah. you know. Well, I would like to uh, mention too William Forsyth in this movie. Man, he, he makes does, it. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. He, he makes steals it. the show of this. Now movie. that's when I was, That's a character that I liked. That was like one of the good fucking guys amazing. that I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's yeah. the dude. And they try to kind of villainize him a little bit though when he's like. Going over the edge. And oh, yeah, like, he's oh, a piece so, of fucking suddenly, shit. He's the bad guy. I'm like, fuck that. No. When he strangles, my, uh, you know, the mother flyer. He shouldn't have done that? Who was recast. Yeah, that thing yeah. we can talk about, Karen, Karen yeah, Black, Black, actually w- goes back to me talking about actors he nobody gave a shit about for the longest mm-hmm. time. Karen Black is back yeah. in House of a Thousand Corpses. Back in Black. But, but she didn't want to do Devil's Rejects because... Of the way the House of a Thousand Corpses came out. I thought it was a money thing. I thought she asked just for more money. Now, according to, uh, um, oh my gosh, Cal, you know, Hall, Police Academy, what's her name? The Who does who does the new Fire Leslie Fire? Easterbrook. Jesus Leslie Christ, Easterbrook. Steve. Thank you. Dave. Dave, Steve. <laughs> he doesn't even know who I am. Time for Grandpa to take a It's either. been a bad day. Uh, yeah. Um, she, uh, she tells a story about like, she just didn't want to come back for those reasons. And then she's like, fuck, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? What was she doing at the time? Another, 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 another actor that wasn't doing really much. No, nobody. Nobody was doing anything. Um, uh, Ken Foree wasn't doing anything uh, besides hanging out and being Ken Foree. I like that he has his own, like, uh, almost like Kevin Smith style, like View SQ, like universe with all these different characters. That's and fun. he keeps adding to them. Michael Berryman. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Lewis is in this yeah, one. But Berryman's only in the one movie, right? Yeah, he's, he's only. He got in. cut out of one of the Halloween movies, I think. No, he is. He is in. He is in Lords of Salem. Okay, yeah. For, for a moment. Okay. 
Um, but a lot of their scenes got cut out of different movies. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Dude, that's the, oh yeah, that's, that's some of the best parts of those movies are with the bounty hunters. Yeah, I think. DDP and Danny Trejo, and the, and the way that he filmed it and then cut it back and just put music on it. Those that's fucking awesome. Yeah, they did solve that crime pretty quickly though. Like, I oh, found them. <laughs> What's up? Get oh, over. You got to get them story going. That was a little too like <laughs> snappy. Found them. <laughs> found them. <laughs> fucking done. Oh, they're right over there, guys. Uh, I like the little Lando, you know, Han Solo beginning, like you know, fuck you, no fuck you, and then they're they're family. Yeah, no, it was good. I like that. But you want to talk about music? Like the, the my biggest gripe was this movie. My only gripe is at the end of the movie, did we have to listen to the whole fucking Freebird song? Yeah, but you think about that every time you listen to that song. I turn the I radio don't listen off to that song. Whenever that radio, whenever that, that song comes I can't, on, I can't win with these guys again. Okay, did they play "Don't Fear the Reaper" in that one? I feel like. He's done that in one of his movies. Not until Halloween. The Halloween. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember binging it and then Don't Fear the Reaper played. Yeah. And Don't Fear the Reaper's Blue Easter Cults come up on every podcast we've done. And I was just like, motherfucker, we can't avoid these guys. I never realized how many movies Don't Fear the Reaper's in until it's worse than Dracula in video games. Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, yeah. Movies. It's in The Frighteners. It's in like, yeah. I still love that song. I don't care. The Stone Age. Yeah. Virgin Killers like album, man. Yeah, it's, it's just a weird one. But no, I don't hate Devil's Rejects. I, I'm talking a lot tolls. of shit about it because it's just a lot of things that when I went back and rewatched it, there was a lot of flaws in it. But that's what happens with anything. Like all these movies that I love, usually when I go back, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. I guess I was just so enamored by it at that time. Or it was such a big upgrade to me at that time over House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. I just like, fuck yeah, this is what I wanted the first time around. Thank you. Well, let's talk about something real quick before we get on to his, the rest of his films. And that's his love of... Easter eggs, special features, and really giving a shit about the fans, even though I guess the fans don't care about him as much as they should. He really puts a lot into his Blu-rays and DVD releases. Yeah. You can sit there for hours and find new things, and I always I enjoy the fuck out of that, um, especially on The Devil's Rejects, because that's when he started doing like the hour-long making yeah. ofs if you wanted to buy the extra uh, the disc or whatever. House of a Thousand Corpses has so many Easter eggs. It's fucking great. Oh, just uh, like I mentioned before, House of a Thousand Corpses. If you leave the DVD or Blu-ray on, oh yeah, it just just Sid Haig just comes Sid out, and just comes you. out and talks to you. Yeah, it's great. And, and you don't know it until somebody tells you, or you just leave it on and go to the bathroom, and then right, you're, howdy y'all. Yeah, that's how that. That's how I knew if somebody actually gave a shit about that movie in any way. I'd say, you know, Tiny fucked a stump. They're like, who? Huh? Like, oh, oh, yeah, I would have no idea. See, okay, forget it. I've Damn only it. owned uh, Devil's Rejects and Lords of Salem out of all his movies. It's the only ones I've bought. Damn. Damn. Yep, the rest can DX suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sucking it, let's get on to Halloween. Now, he was actually in production with El Super Beast at this time and then went right into Halloween. Yes. Oh yeah. So Halloween, Halloween was his big break, I guess. I mean, it was like a, it was a, it was a, it was a film studio saying we're giving you this franchise. Mustafa Akkad was still yeah. alive at the yeah. time. Giving you the franchise, run with it. Yeah, we have faith in you. They're 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 bankrolling it. There's multiple and, cuts too, and that movie was shit on universally. Not necessarily. I feel like it was liked by because I I gave it like a solid review in my head when i first saw oh, it. no I, I i actually liked the first halloween movie i, yeah, I liked I his don't. remake um well i can't say that i can't say I well like it. I, 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 I didn't it. I, it's, it's i know no, what you're saying it's no worse it. than part six I that's like, what i'm saying well okay that's that was an argument i had with people too for a long time when i they still like, have the argument when they say movie. rob zombie ruins halloween i'm like do you remember trick-or-treat motherfucker yeah and then buster <laughs> rhymes drop kicking michael myers did we fucking forget that did we forget messy hair josh hartnett and that fucking mtv halloween right or halloween six paul rudd and a baby 
Like, yeah, no, <laughs> that. or even four and five, really. I mean, I love five. I love them. four. I Here it comes five. Started getting kind of uh, five's whatever. dog shit. This just pulling and the, the mask ignore, is awful. Ignores the end of part four. They're like, fuck it, didn't happen. Whatever, well, Daniel Harris, do your thing. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Harris coming back. In this movie, yeah, whether you like her or not, I'd use, you can roll your eyes at me. It's fine. I don't. I'm indifferent about Daniel. The Harris. thing about that is that I think that he really gave a shit. He actually went back to film certain things, yeah. like the original parts. He put the, some of the original music in there. Um, a lot of the same actors, uh, and, and he still d- pulled people out that hadn't been doing it, hadn't worked. Brad Dourif, who the fuck besides Chucky? What what what, he be, what has he been doing? Lord doing of the Rings, time? Deadwood. Fuck both you guys. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking go to imd.com? It's a yeah, you're true. It's, it's true. true. You got I me. found out about in Scholastic News. As far period. as a horror fan is concerned, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, I, I, what, what else is he doing? Oh, yeah, you know, making Oscar movies. Okay. Yeah, what else is he doing? He's not doing Rob Zombie movies. What the fuck's that loser doing? I'm actually on <laughs> Deadwood. Yeah, he is great in Grimwald, but okay. He's kind of making money, you know. But he's still pulling out actors that are like uh, Sybil, like Sybil Danians in this one, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell. There's a lot of people that D. Yeah. Wallace. D. D. Wallace, Wallace Stone, yeah. Who is one of the most likable characters in the whole movie and the whole city, you know, all of his movies, I, actually. So this movie, and I know it's a common complaint, so people are like, shut the fuck up. But I don't like the whole childhood thing. I just don't. No, I hate it. I, hate I don't it too. like instantly trying to make me feel bad for Michael Myers. Like it's like it starts off like he's torturing, like they're doing the whole, like, you know what serial killers do, right? And he's torturing animals and shit. Yeah. Goes to school, gets treated like shit, gets treated like shit at home. By the Spy Kids kid. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, then decides to snap and kill everybody. And it's like, man, I don't want, I want him to live in like a nice house, have a nice They want life, the dichotomy though. And then lose it. I yeah. don't want Yeah, and, then, and, and that whole backstory is like a good 35, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I think Dig time. is good as Little Myers. He does a good job, yeah. But talking about William Forsythe being a good actor, what the f- Fuck. Oh yeah, the, he's the worst part of this movie. Bad. Yeah, he's so that's bad. Di- that's poorly written dialogue. It's so though. bad. Yeah, Sherry Moon is actually, I think, good in this film for her small parts that she has to play. Do they really have like like the local newspaper? Your mom as a stripper would just pop up in it, right? I don't know if they would do that. And whatever you're just supposed to be, it's still supposed to be like <laughs> like it's one dollar night at the Godfather. There's your mom's pussy. Yeah, what's <laughs> happening, man? And we can get into the dialogue about all of his movies. The fuck, 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 Scarface. You know, Jesus. Yeah, like he, the, the the ratio of Scarface. I think he says that. writes that dialogue, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but like a lot of like fucking metalheads in that group, they they all uh, fuck that man, fucking Satan, fuck you know. It's just like that type. Of, I think he's just going for that demographic. And that's not everybody. That's a small percentage, but there is a lot of people that are like that. Look yeah. at a review, like the ones that are really going for these Rob Zombie films. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I see what you like. They want to <laughs> they want to see titties and murder and f bombs. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's what I wanted to see when I was seven. Uh, it's still now. It, really, it depressed me to make Malcolm uh, Malcolm make the character Malcolm McDowell uh, Loomis so shitty. Okay, that was a bummer. That's my problem with Halloween two more so than. Oh one. yeah, he becomes even more of a narcissist like yeah. guy. One I can kind of like. He was good enough. Like he wasn't a total ass. Yeah, but part two it gets way too over it the gets top for really me. It ruins the character. Yeah, and I like the scenes of him in the hospital. It's like I wish they could have just had the murders, gone to the hospital. You can show more in there. Because that connects me to the character way more than the whole beginning of him right. being tortured by his family and, you know, his stepdad and you know, having, having a good mom and loving his little his little sister, Boo. It's a you little know, bit too much uh, in the beginning. I just didn't care. But I, I got to see uh, an ex, uh, 
a rough cut of the original cut that he did, and it had like the Munsters theme at the beginning, and the ending was completely different. And then when they brought it back out as a director's cut, I thought I was going to see that again, on like you know actually in HD because the one yeah. I had was like some bootleg. It was awful, but I, I, I sat through the whole thing. It was a much better film. Uh, it seemed it seemed shorter, but it, there were more scenes. Anyways, I thought I was going to get that. They just never released that that version. Yeah, he makes some weird choices. And some of it's cut it. out. Some Be- of that childhood crap is cut out. Yeah, he makes some weird choices in it because, like you said, like all the stuff when he's in the hospital is really cool. I like that. Like you can see, like his mind slowly going. Like I mean, he always asks his mom, "When can I go home?" Yeah, he doesn't get it. He, he doesn't get I it. I like the and transition he, of the mask and, you know, and the mask to, and thing. Yeah. But the thing I didn't really understand, like why, like why anybody would do this. So Lou Temple again. So oh, yeah. he comes in. And now there's two scenes. Are you going to talk about oh, the original cool. scene? Is not the same one. You're probably going to talk about. Yeah. Well, the the, I the guess, escape scene. Yeah, the escape scene. The original escape scene was completely different. Well, the the, the one that I saw. The one that everybody else has seen. Right. Is he decides to take uh, a patient into Michael Myers' room and him and another orderly rapes her. That's based on a true story. Myers. That's based on a true story. But the thing is, is like. Like there's so many questions about the scene. Why? 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 Why he wrote it? Like it's based on a true story. You said I, I haven't heard this part. I guess I didn't listen to the commentary. No, I don't think it's in the commentary, but it probably it probably is. But it just seems like it's just bad idea all yeah. around. No, I'm always about yeah. weird stories and movies and things like that. Like them people having sex with corpses in mortuaries. Like that shit's been yeah. around forever. But well, you hear about that, and then you hear people who make the movies are like, no, that's we got that from going to these places and talking to people. Uh, apparently that was something that actually happened um, when they were doing interviews or trying to find background on doing you know, the hospitals. But, but but that that scene led to what I think sort of sets Michael Myers in his ways, where you see Danny Trejo, and he's like, yeah. oh, come on, Mikey, let's take you back to your room. And you're thinking, oh, because he's been sticking up for him all these years, and you Michael Myers just fucking killed That's him. That's the worst uh, decision in the whole film to me. It's like, you've totally wrecked anything that made me feel empathy towards Michael Myers because you just killed the only dad you might have ever had. Like, why would you do that? I think they were just trying to set up like he's got no, no Yeah, no he's so he's, far he's, gone. He's so far yeah. gone okay. that he just kills this guy. And I thought it, I thought it, I thought that scene spoke a lot about what would But happen. he's endured to a child that he's never met except for when she was a baby. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that they spent, you know, I just went cross-eyed thinking about it. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. And they almost spent an hour like getting you to feel bad for him, right? That's the whole right. thing. Everybody's terrible besides his mom, essentially. Right. And because everybody in the hospital's terrible. Then there's Danny Trejo, and that's it. That's He's the, the only shining way. light. And it's like, and then you fucking yeah. murder him. Like you're trying to show how far gone Michael is, but at the same time, like maybe just let the one fucking guy live, just to see where it goes from there. That would have been so much better. Yeah. I think so too, but you gotta kill Danny Trejo. That's just kind of like yeah. what people do. And uh, I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of great music in that film. Um, I love a lot of the scenes. D. Wallace, the, that the Strode family is exactly what I like in horror films. Like I actually like this family. I like the dad. His death was a little bit too quick. Um, when he just shows up and just he's gone, mm-hmm. he's dead. But uh, like when you watch him killing, uh, uh, even in slow mo, D. D. Wallace, you're like, oh fuck, this sucks. You're killing Eighteen's mom, I and mean, she's literally Eighteen's mom character in that movie and it's awesome let's talk about uh, scout taylor compton she is the fucking best actress he's ever worked with i think yeah i think she yeah. does a killer holy job this shit one. I mean, every time she shows up it's like oh thank you yeah i didn't like part two though what they did with her but that's not her fault necessarily that's like the character but in this one yeah she steals the show so oh so easy you actually you you really care about her you like everything she says she's being fucked up with her mom you know 
playing with bagels and stuff. He's like, oh, that's totally what my sister would do with my mom, is being like proper. And my, my sister would be like, oh, I'm going to fuck this bagel. Um, He's got some really I'm good. fuck this bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like navigation skills have always bothered me, even in like the originals. It's like, how are you tr- tracking these people down, dude? Like fresh out of this facility. He's supernatural. Like, Mm. That gets explored in the second one, but it's actually explored in the original series, period. Even in the very first film, it's just cut out and it's in the novelization where he hears the voices in his head. Like the shit that's kind of dumb in the uh, the the, uh, the producer's cut of Halloween 6, where yeah. you can hear Kill for Me. That's actually going supposed to be going on in Michael Myers' brain the entire time since he was a child. And they just cut out of most of the movies, but it's in the very first novelization of So Halloween. there's like really smart yes. demons in his head? Like they're GPS very smart. Demons. They're very smart. They're, very, they're Celtic? So Take yes. Left. Turn left here. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I still don't understand. The compass of evil. Can he read? <laughs> Does he know how to read? Well, like in the first one, he, know, he, he can't drive yet. Well, he did very well last night. <laughs> That's the worst Loomis uh, accent ever. I want some of those Michael Myers demons, man. Right? It's, it's he's like, just, you know, he's a walking embodiment of evil, Derek. Yeah, you don't need shit. It's just fucking demons. Tell me where to go. Um, I like Jesus, that, take the wheel. I like the ferocity that they gave him. I like whenever he's killing people, he's like, he's just like grunting and putting everything into it. That was something new that kind of took me off guard. You can kind of hear in the soundscape. You didn't like that. Why is he so fucking strong, though? Is that the demons, too? He's Tyler fucking yeah, he's man. Tyler man. He's, some, you... he's saber tooth, man. Fuck you. That's, that's why, because he's a big dude. <laughs> okay, so we've saw what that kid really grows up to be in real life right that actor Juggalo. so like how the fuck did he become that there's no way movie magic no that's bullshit i'm sorry you can look at that kid and go you're not gonna be seven foot tall and made of muscle yeah well the, the if you watch the film if you gave a fuck you could see that he he actually grew <laughs> like six inches it. during the uh during the production of the film the first one? Oh yeah I thought the when you first see like him in his little Halloween him. costume yeah. and then you see him in the hospital scenes, he is a totally like he's gained like he's grown six inches. How long have they filmed this movie? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I know it's in true. the second one they had to recast him because he was too big. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Dag is like what he's taller than me. Yeah. He's like 6'2, 6'3. Yeah. He's, yeah. Isn't he? 6'2. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tall, lanky dude. I don't know. Not Tyler Maine. Well, no. Who is Tyler I just, Maine? I just didn't understand that. Like, you're you're spending your whole life in this, like, facility, and you become, like, jacked to death, and, like, you're, like, seven foot tall. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Crazy prison for food is really good for you. There's no Lots way he got the proper malnutrition to become fucking <laughs> Tyler Maine. Um, like, I like fucking prison steroids. I liked, like, the little details that they tried to do with his prison, like, his cell. Like, he's, like, almost like the, the, the inmate that didn't give a fuck about. His clothes are tattered. His room looks like shit. And he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. He's, like, in that one part of the of the wing. It's like, ah, that guy doesn't even talk. He doesn't even move. Yeah. So that's why Luke Temple can go, thinks he can go in there and do what he does with, uh, Jesus Christ, is it um the guy from Phantasm 2, isn't it? Isn't it James LaGrosse? I don't remember. Man. Fine. Might be, yeah. Fine then. I just watched it too. Yeah. I still just so they, go back to that. That's the the original cut was uh, it actually had uh, Sid Haig and I forgot who else was in that scene. I want to see. I want to even see uh, the original Sybil Danning role before they recast her as a nurse. I think where they're they're like, he fights them and then gets out that way, which to me makes way more sense. I think they're going to transfer him. I can't. Yeah. I can't transfer him. I cannot remember. So if you're on YouTube, please tell us what the fuck we're not remembering. <laughs> yeah, I just. I don't know. I think uh, I did like it more than a lot of people. A lot of people just shit on it for the sake of shitting on yeah. it. For me, it's mainly that childhood shit that bothers me. And then some of like the Michael Myers Hulk shit. I just don't want you to be that strong, man. You're just, he, 
it's pretty much Jason Voorhees. You're not Michael oh, yeah. Myers anymore. Like you're you're Jason now. And Jason Voorhees, that that's the time when everybody started making remakes with like seven foot tall actors. Yeah, so that was kind of the thing too. I'm like, man, like Michael's kind of like weird and stalkerish yeah. and not like overpowering. I mean, you've always seen like these babysitters and shit be able to kind of knock him back and things. And oh like, yeah. And now all of a sudden he's like fucking punching through walls and hammering through the fucking floor and all that crazy shit. It's just not. It's not my Michael. Not my Mike. It's not my Michael. Not my Michael. Um, oh. I, I liked how they reached uh, the original ending was where they all die. Did you see that version where like she gets kind of possessed like Daniel Harris does, picks up nice and, and is going to further kill Sam Loomis. And then she gets shot by the cops. And that's the end of the film. And then you see like this weird vision of her in the sanitarium. But that's actually her last thoughts. It's not really happening. She's dead. They're all dead. Michael Myers takes off his mask. And then. Yells to uh, Malcolm McDowell to just fucking die and kills him. Think he thinks he gets shot by the cops and then uh, Scout Taylor, you know, uh, Laurie comes out and then she picks up the knife and tries to kill Loomis more because he's dying anyway. That's part two though, isn't it? No, this isn't it. Yeah, this no, 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 no. Okay. No, she gets shot. So there's the same ending for part two, pretty much. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm. I, <laughs> Maybe they're so similar. Well, let's just go ahead and talk about part two. Yeah. Okay. Can, let's jump to the ending of part two and let's be really weird. Okay. Because I just learned this after watching it because I was talking to a friend about the ending that I saw for part two. So part two ends in the director's cut, which is the only one I've seen because I've seen the director's cut Blu-ray twice now. Right. Where uh, so Laurie and Michael are fighting at like, I don't know, like a fucking barn or whatever it is. And all the cops show up. They surround the area. Loomis shows up. And they're like, we don't need your help, Loomis. You're a real piece of shit. And he's like, I'm going to help. <laughs> anyway, he gets killed. And then Michael comes out and all the cops just blast Michael. Yeah. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then Laurie comes out and grabs like the, the machete or knife, whatever the fuck. Oh, that is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, too. yeah, that's when they have their guns pointed at it. Sweet. That's that ending. And the other ending, I guess the one that people saw in theaters was, I don't know how it went. Maybe she tried to, she tried to kill Malcolm McDowell or some shit. Yeah, something like that. It's something like remember. that. Like I forgot how it went, but it was a completely different ending. And I was like, "Oh wow, we haven't seen the same thing." That's Jesus wild. Christ. We got to cut that part out because I totally got it mixed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy got, shit, you're right. Yeah, so I think you got like part one and part holy two. Holy fuck, they're so similar. Completely oh. mixed up. There. Anyways, either way, uh, Halloween two. I, I was not a fan. I, I I watched it. I watched it in the theater, and uh, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Did you like anything it? about it? <sighs> That's why when I went back and watched it this time, that's what I was trying to do. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't even go back and rewatch it. That's the only one out of his movies that did not rewatch. You didn't go what? back and rewatch no, H2? I don't, I don't own it, and I refuse to pay for it at this point. Wow. I've, seen, I've seen it twice. I didn't like it either time. Um, so I want to jump back and talk about Werewolf Women of the SS trailer that you made for Grindhouse. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember that one at all. You don't that's remember all that you, trailer? Dude, I don't remember the trailer. I watched like the Grindhouse movies with the trailers one time. That's when I was Oh, like, yeah. Okay, that was cool. It was, like, that was, it was kind of the same thing. It was like pulling people out of, out of thin air. It was like, well, let's have Nicolas Cage in here as the bad guy. It's hilarious. That's about all I got. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we can also talk about, touch on like some of the stuff that he was he got approached to make, but decided to go with Halloween 2 instead. Hit it. So... Uh, he was, uh, uh, contacted about a remake of Chud, apparently. Yeah, I which, didn't know that. Which would be fucking weird. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about Can that. Can Chud say fuck? 
I mean, they probably, they probably probably say yeah a lot. And then uh, the blob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was he the was blob he was contacted for the, for a blob remake. And, and if you look online, you I can find that. you can find uh, production photos or like pictures that they uh, that mock ups and stuff that they drew. Um, storyboards. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> storyboards. Tim storyboards. Storyboards. And uh, Sherry Moon is obviously in it. You can see her in the storyboards. Is she the fucking blob? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> because it's different. I because it, there's there's blob zombies in it. I don't know. <laughs> blob <laughs> zombies. <laughs> blob zombies. That sounds Look like a up. shitty Rob Zombie cover band. <laughs> oh my, that's great. We're blob zombie. Yeah, blob zombie. Just a bunch of overweight dudes. <laughs> I don't know. I like donuts. Let's do it. Oh, but anyway, so um, so he was supposed to make that as well. Um, I'm glad he didn't. And then there was another movie uh, oh, called uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. I remember that, too. Yeah. It was about a comic book. And I figure you'll know about this one. It was called The Nail. Yeah, but it wasn't going to be good either. That, and that was one of those things that they were. <laughs> Damn it. Like, I'm trying to help you, Rob. And they're like, no. Nope. Yeah, well, it's blob, a, it's well a, I think Tyrannosaurus Rex and Blob were both pretty fucking close to being made. Jesus. The Chud shit. I, that's my first time hearing about it, and I'm like really angry right now about that. Even being thought <laughs> he was, of, he was he was attached to it, but nothing really happened because yeah, he was doing other things. That um, would have been so fucking weird to do. Yeah, yeah. especially if it would have got like a major like theatrical release, like Chud again. Probably could have brought John Hurd back at that time. He wasn't dead yet. Could have had the the sequel, Bud the Chud. Oh my God, Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud just saying fuck and cunt over and over again. <laughs> fuck the Chud. <laughs> Bud the Chud would be played by Sid Haig, probably. By Sid, no, probably we, fucking Sherry Moon Zombie. We have mentioned Bud the Chud in almost every fucking episode of the Gore Club podcast. He's eventually going to do like an Eddie Murphy style movie where Sherry Moon plays like fucking eight characters. <laughs> and I fucking hate it. So so moving on. Let's dig into Halloween 2, I guess. I mean, we could dig into it a little bit. This is all you guys. So, I'm just going to sit back. I do like the opening scene of Halloween 2, how they did the hospital thing. I think most people did, yeah. Granted, it's like a dream sequence. And that's another thing I learned. Uh, the one I've seen, the director's cut, she falls into like a pit of bodies. Mm-hmm. In it, which, and I don't think that's in the original release. Apparently. There's a lot in that. Yeah. And I like the director's cut a way, way, but, way more. But her dream, because it ends up being a dream sequence, that nurse is like the world's shittiest fucking nurse. Because like... Octavia? Is that her name? Yeah. yeah, Laurie Stroh can't walk. She's holding that fucking thing with the IV bag, and she's like, oh, I can't make it. And the nurse is like, let me help you, honey. And she helps her for like two seconds. And she's like, I got to go. You'll be okay. And like leaves her ass. <laughs> and she can't fucking move. And she's just like standing there trying to get to her room. And the nurse is like, I got to get fucking murdered. It's part of the script. Bye. It, it's weird. It's true. And then like, Lori can't fucking walk. <laughs> and then suddenly she's like falling down in the bodies and going down steps and shit. I'm yeah. like, you couldn't go down a hallway three seconds ago. But I still love that opening scene. It's great it's, because, yeah, it gives you hope. It's a good wink and nod to, like, the, the hospital scene and the other one, too. Yeah, I saw that in the big screen. I was like, this is going to be great. But, like, then she, w- then she wakes up, and this is a problem I have that we'll talk about, like, in 31 and some of these other movies, actually Lords of Salem. Who has these, like, vivid-ass crazy dreams that these people in Rob Zombie movies have? Like, they, like, fully fleshed-out characters in their dreams and shit. My yeah. dreams do not fucking work that way. <laughs> like, if I was in that hospital, I'd be like, oh, well, fuck, there's Ronald McDonald. Yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> this shit would play out like normal. Yeah, my dreams are weird. It's like my house on, the, uh, like, an old school next that I went, you know, it's like yeah. all these different places that I've been through in my life are all stacked into, like, a 
bad Team America movie. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, like if right I, there. If I fell in that pit of bodies, I'd be like, oh, no, bodies. I'm like, oh, a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I fly? Yeah, why can't I fly? <laughs> I could fly it. five minutes ago. But now I'm slow. I mean, I know like trauma and shit like that, you know, things happen. But man, they had these like crazy vivid, like realistic dreams in these. And it's just like, what the fuck? You sound jealous. No, it's just weird. No, I don't want to dream about fucking Tyler Mayne. Fuck. But yeah, other than that. I don't want those kind of dreams. Other than I that, love the, nightmares. Yeah, that I love hard nightmares. They make Laurie Strode, to me, they make her super unlikable in this. I don't agree. I just was not it. Like the character the whole time. I'm just, she is a jerk. She's kind of an asshole. But she's got PTSD. She's got trauma. She's got all these things. So does like everybody really, else in this movie. It's true. And that's what I liked because they did with, I thought the character of Annie, they did better because she's so annoying. Daniel yeah. Harris's character in the first movie. She's annoying because she's like, my dad's the fucking sheriff. He's like, oh God, I know a person yeah. like that. And this one, she's like the mom. She has to take care of her dad. You're like, oh, God, your dad hasn't even been in a movie since Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking loser. And then she's going to take care of her. Is. She has to take care of her best friend who is this traumatized as yeah. fuck. Who still at this point doesn't even know that her brother is Michael Myers. She finds it out through a book. How fucked up is that? That whole scene in the car. It's really. Yeah. I thought that Cal, Scout Taylor did a good, another good job. She has to convey all these different emotions throughout the scene. You know, they're like, "Let's go to a fucking party and blow off steam." It's like that's exactly what I would do. I'm gonna go get would fucked you? up. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but see, how does he find them? That's such a weird. It's Michael Myers movie. Devil oh, GPS, the I forgot remember? the fucking demon GPS. Yeah. Like, the G- so does it like taking weird places at first? It's like, oh no, first you got to stop at this van where yeah. there's fucking happening. And if you've seen the uh, film, I like really think you should goal. watch the director's cut if you actually like these movies at all. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, what I, that's the only one I've ever crazy. seen, so I guess I've seen the best one. But Definitely. It's like it's a, only downhill well, from there. His movies, like, he's starting to get, like, an idea of what he wants to do with his films, and this is, like, one that... It's like Andrew uh, Jodorowsky, who, like, did, you know, Holy Mountain and all these really God, fucking movies. psychedelic, yeah. crazy, like, El Topo. It's like a psychedelic fucking western. Those so movies are made I, for drugs, though. It's true. And so is the, the director's cut of Halloween, okay. too. It's okay. when, like, it all starts, it makes way more sense. Oh, that may, maybe that's my problem. It's like the Halloween 3 of, of, of these films, because if it wasn't a Halloween movie, you'd be like, this is fucking crazy, and I, I like what's going on. If it wasn't Michael Myers. But I like Hobo Michael Myers. I like that it's like the downtime. I, I just hang out and eat animals, animals in the woods. And then, that's, you know, it's, Jason time, Voorhees. it's time to go back to work. And Jason Voorhees. I like the way he looks. He's I like the layers Jason. and the hood and the beard and the fucked up yeah. mask. I like all these That whole things. outfit looks like remake Jason's outfit. Besides the fucking. Yeah, that's true. That could be. That definitely. That's it true. looks just like Derek Mears, but like with a fucking beard and hair. Well, you have the same kind of timeline. You have two yeah. guys who are from the just, 70s making these movies who want them to look like they're from that era. I don't like seeing their faces, man. I hate that. Like, I understand. Put, put the mask back on. I did like when he killed those two shitty rednecks, but it didn't really like make sense. I'm like, these dudes just pulled up <laughs> on their fucking tractor or whatever. Yeah. Like, how long have you been here before these dudes just rolled up on you? And they're yeah. like, hey, Michael, we're going to fuck you up. All the reasons why you shouldn't like this movie as a Halloween movie totally makes sense. Sherry Moon. <laughs> and then all the reasons that I do like the movie because I like fucked up acid trip movies yeah. is the reason I like the Halloween director's cut. So Sherry Moon again then because you like that fucking white horse. Well, it, 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 it just makes more sense. The we mentioned the white horse for two seconds and now the thing. I'm trying to defend this piece of shit movie <laughs> because I I I don't like it. But I understand why I do kind of like it, if that makes sense. Does that all, make sense at all? Almost all of his movies, besides one that we haven't talked about yet, or actually two that we haven't talked about yet, I can understand why people like them for the yeah. most part, even with Halloween. Too. I understand people why people hate them. Yeah, but there's none of these that we've watched so far, despite like my previous opinions, that I've been like, this is absolutely a piece of shit. 
Right. Like, hey, H- I love his love of like horror hosts yeah. and like you know psychobilly and all that stuff that he puts in there. He he literally sh- shoots all the all the footage that's on his uh, on the TVs. He goes and sh- shoots uh, his love is like his fake Zachary things. He goes huh. and finds the real locations and dialogue from the the real Halloween movies for like his own fan service, not for our fan service. You don't even notice it. Like the Strode yeah. House is in the movie. Yeah, it's all all yeah. that kind of stuff is in there. Yeah, um, just, but it's so bogged down in I don't know what the fuck is going on syndrome that people well, just kind of write it off. And we kind of glossed over it earlier. What they do if Dr. Loomis in it, it's God, he's just, a piece of fuck. They made him he's such a, big, old a piece of fuck. big piece of shit, man. And I fucking hated it. The only thing I kind of laughed about is when they had him on the talk show and they made that whole Michael Myers joke. They're like, oh, it's like the Mike Myers, like weird Al Yankovic's yeah. in there and shit. And they're all he's like, oh, my career is over now. Nobody gives a fuck. And then literally two seconds later, it's on the news that Michael Myers is back. I'm like, oh, weird quinky dink there, huh, buddy? It's just, I don't know. A lot of the writing's bad, man. Uh, a lot of like the, the sheriff scene where they call the cops and like the lady runs out. And she's like, I'm only telling you about this. He's like, why are you telling me? She's like, I'm only telling you because it's your daughter's house or it's your house. That's like, the only reason. I'm like, why'd you take so fucking long to tell him? And also, if there's like a murder happening, surely you would tell the sheriff anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't go like, oh, not telling him about that one. We'll just sweep that under the rug. You know? Well, what if you don't like your neighbors? Multiple people. <laughs> Damn, Dave. I don't want to live next door to this, to this motherfucker. That's <laughs> true. Just asking. And, and he does like, I don't, I never understood the whole thing of like chasing the girl, but just killing the shit out of random people. Like, why wouldn't you go right after your target? But that's Halloween. If you had a bunch of fucking demons in that's your That's Michael Myers. He's I know, always but, done that. No, but this one's very like, because he's going to different locations and shit. It's not just like part two where they're just trapped in a fucking hospital and he has a reason for yeah. it. Or part one is in their neighborhood. Well, this like, is literally just like, oh, I'm walking up to this van for no fucking reason where these people are banging and I'm going to kill this guy. Well, you know, he got the fever, baby. That dude didn't get the pee. <laughs> he got the kill fever. He was trying to take a piss. He was like the nicest guy. And he was about to get laid and he just gets fucking killed. Well, in the original part two, the only reason he even knew that she was at the hospital is because he happened to walk by the kid that had the radio on his shoulder. Otherwise, Michael Myers would just walk around killing people because he wouldn't know where Laura Strode oh, was. So, That's absolutely in part two. But you said the demons thing. But then why does like fucking Chucky... When Dr. Loomis shows up, he's just like, he's like, hey, we don't need you here. The only reason why he knew where she was at was because your book. So it was like Michael Myers just walking around reading and shit. Yeah, because there's actually a scene where he goes, to, he's like standing outside of the bookstore that's been cut out. It was like him, his little, his, his little mini me, and then his mom are watching the book release. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam Loomis, like, he's just going to hang out, be a the super And that's fan. how he finds out where she's at. I don't know if he picked up a copy or not. Maybe he killed somebody, picked up their copy, and he was like, They didn't show that I kill scene. No, what no. if he took the mask off and just went in and was like, is it $12.99? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's weird that he only wears the mask sometimes. It's like, ah, it's time to be Michael Myers. Or otherwise, I'm just... Maybe hobo, he, hobo the hobo. Maybe he did read a lot, like those 20 years in prison. He's just like, I gotta... Now that I'm out, I just really want to support the arts. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is like, an artist. I'm just gonna buy I understand so like when they search yeah. his body. It's like here's a knife, a yeah. mask, and a Barnes and Noble card. Yeah, yeah, he's got his Barnes and Noble card. He signed up for there. Like, Sir, what's your name? Funny. Michael, Michael, Michael Myers. Talk about fan service. The, I don't the, have an email. Where he gets the mask uh, in the first film is actually the name uh, that in the van is the name of the hardware hardware store. Just things like that. Yeah. That I pick out and go. Okay, I don't hate this movie completely. I love all these little touches, but as a whole, it's a wreck. Imagine if you sold him that book and you saw that shit on the news that night. Oh like, my god! Like, oh, he fucking killed everybody in the book. I saw him. <laughs> fuck. That's probably. I think that is a a, a, a yeah. plot of a like, film. Fuck. I should have gave him Trump's book. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do we want to move on to El Super Beast or what? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because before I go into I politics. think this is oh, universally well. loved for the That's most right. part. 
Okay, Derek. Is this really El Super Bisto? People, I I posted about this, and people are like, I fucking love that movie. Okay, it's guys, like men, guys, women, children. They all they. It. I it's, get all kinds of messages. I'll I'll shut. It's we, like uh, Ryan Stimpy made a. Uh, Absolutely. Why are you talking to children? Heavy metal. <laughs> I'm not talking to children. You Jesus. Said, you said I get all kinds of messages. I was making a joke. God damn it. Yeah, it's just like, People like under like 25 to me are children, okay? Okay. That's heavy, heavy Metal that's Magazine good. and Ren and Stimpy got together and they made a cartoon. Oh, well, actually, he made a comic book first. This right. is actually based off of his comic book that I actually bought the graphic novel of. The art and is And then the, the movie came out and I was like, though. okay, cool. The art is amazing in the comic book. Um, it's okay in the in the movie for what it is. But I love all the voice actors he pulled out. He pulled out Cassandra Peterson. You know, he... he uh, Paul Giamatti? Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Dawson mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm, Derek. I'm, I'm, I, no, I, can, I can see your face. I'm gonna let Tell you guys, me how much you I, hate I, I want to let you guys just have oh, this. No, no, there's, there's nothing to it. It, it mean, is what it is. It's a dick and That's fart the joke. one when I said there's two movies that I think are the biggest pieces of shits in the world. Yeah. This is by far one of them, man. I couldn't find one likable thing about this. Awesome. I didn't laugh one time. I fucking thought the characters were awful. And this is like custom made for me, by the way. I'm a diehard like lucha wrestling guy. So like, Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. You, you think like you're putting like horror references and lucha wrestling and tits and drugs and whatever. Oh shit, you're in my brain. Nah, you're on the wrong side of my brain. I don't know what's <laughs> like it was it was bad, man. I just didn't like it. It's just a lot of dick and fart jokes and tits. But there was no substance to it. For oh, that's me the whole all. point of yeah. the movie. I never laughed at it. Oh, you know, the only thing I kind of started laughing at or getting into was the carry scene. And then they had to point out that it was a carry scene. I'm like, okay, you fucking ruined it. That shitty song came on and it ruined the whole thing. When they were just spoofing carry. Yeah. When it starts, I'm like, oh, this is great. And it's like weird carry spoof. It's going to be fun. And then they made a fucking song pointing out that they're spoofing carry like I'm an idiot. I'm like, oh, cool. Now you ruined it. Yeah. It's like telling me a joke and then telling me like the point of the joke or whatever, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's, it's kind of all the dumb shit that I liked as a kid, like watching yeah. heavy metal, like Dave, Dave, yeah. yeah, watching heavy metal cartoons and reading like that, like that, that comic, um, and then Lucha and then horror. It's all in there that I like. Uh, I like when people kill Nazis. That makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's more of like the, the trends, you know, and he loves his Nazis in these movies later on too. Yeah, I just thought it was a fun movie. He assembled a great cast of voice actors. He assembled a really good bunch of animators that worked on a lot of cool shit that we all know. Um, He pulled out Tura Satana, another fucking actress. Like, who the fuck was thinking about her in 2000, whenever the hell the movie came out, uh, 2009. Uh, 2009, yeah. That's awesome. And he didn't bring he, he didn't bring these people on because he's like oh let's have Elvira on but it's not about yeah. how she looks it's about her voice yeah that's really like fucking cool I of did course, that they're all probably like naked because huh? you're right a lot of people love it like oh, everybody yeah. I talk to you love that fucking I just fucking hated it I bought it over the top that, that one I did buy on DVD like yeah. the day it came out because like you know what like this is probably made like I said made for me like even though I look at the cover I'm like fuck yeah this is my shit man I just fucking hate it so much and <laughs> I love watching that. it again I was just like oh man and it, when I was watching it this past time I'm like I bet my 11 year old would really like this movie right oh it's it's made for the inner fucking horny dude yeah, or, the, or, the, or, the, or dudette the, yeah the little perverts and all of us I guess it just to me it tried too hard and I couldn't get into it it's a cherry moon's voice is that what does it for you that triggers me yes that's a problem we should not have this episode <laughs> but we can move on from this one and go straight, straight to, to Lords, Lords of, of Salem. Salem Dave you go first oh i mean uh, this movie is uh a very much a uh huh i watched it last night I, i'm trying to think of the right word to say oh hit me uh stanley kubrick oh absolutely <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh shots in this movie on purpose it, on purpose it's Polanski, he wanted, he wanted to make a stanley kubrick film yeah and that's what he did now 
The thing that got me about this movie, and again, you've got you've got Ken Forey in it, which he's amazing. He's one of the radio DJs, and um, his same facial hair you had in Halloween Two is Blackula. It's the same fucking hair hairstyle, by the way. I love that. And uh, the first, the, the very first scene where they they've got the uh, black metal dude on. Yeah. Oh God, that made me cringe so much. Really, I thought it was hilarious. It's just like some dudes are actually like that, but it's like that's God, very radio it. though. That's yeah. talk radio and shit. Yeah. You see those dudes all the time. But I would have loved to have been in that. That town, Salem at the time, they're, they're talking about a black metal fucking band on the main radio station. Yeah, that, like, fucking A. That would be cool. But then they get this record. And he looks like they, fucking uh, from the Lord. Yeah, he looks like he looks like fucking uh, Count like, Grisnock or something like he that. He has the cross burned into his forehead like right. Glenn Ben from DSI. Because you got to make him look as evil as possible. Hell yeah, yeah man. man. But then they, then they get this, this, this record delivered to the radio station, and it's... Got a got a record that they don't know where it came from. From the, the best lo- packaging ever, the Lords. I've bought I've bought albums that are in wooden boxes. It's so, awesome. So I, yeah. I, I just, that was legit for me. Yeah. But uh, so they Death got it from Dave. <laughs> that totally makes sense. They they got it. They got they got this album from the Lords, and there's actually a band named the Lords, a real band from Louisville. Yeah. No, there's Lords from Louisville, and then there's a psychedelic rock band. Oh no, from Germany yeah. called the Lords. Oh, which was weird. I was like, okay, whatever. But, uh, yeah, the movie progresses. You know, I didn't think this movie was bad overall. Um, I liked it a lot more until I rewatched it. It's one of those things. Like, rewatching it, I'm like, the ending just throws you off. It's like, all right, so there's a little person in a flesh bondage that's, suit. That's Satan. Hentai stuff. Uh, Meg Perfect. Foster's dancing around naked. Which Perfect. Is, which, yeah, it's it's weird. It's just like, oh, look. It makes e- you so uncomfortable. It's evil limb. Yeah, like a leather couch with tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's, 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 oh there, there's a lot of cool scenes and a lot of cool shots in the movie. Um, but, you know, overall, the ending is just like, it's just fucking weird. It's like, why are yeah. all these... Where are all these weird masked priests jacking off? So you started this whole rant by saying he's doing Kubrick, and that's why yeah. it's like yeah, that. I that's mean, exactly what he's but doing. It, but, you know, and it's, and it's it, I don't know, man. That's why I liked it, actually. I, I did like the movie. I didn't like it as much as I remembered liking it. Here comes yeah. all my hate. I fucking but, love it. Yeah, we're going to. You is, love this movie. I love this movie. No, that Derek and I have always talked about this movie because we think it's his most accomplished film. It absolutely is. I could see that. I think of all the styles he does try to mimic and copy, he does this the best. God damn, yeah. I don't know why he doesn't go back and to it more. You're going to get a lot of hate because love it, but. everybody who loves the other films yeah. hate this one. And I, yeah. I have personal friends who are like, that was the worst movie ever. I'm like, okay, this is like the film nerd appreciation film. Well, yeah. And, and, and then make, you have the other kind of film nerd who likes the other kind of yeah. horror. And it, I liked Lords of Salem. Yeah, and I'm kind of usually in the middle like with my, my nerdiness, man. I love every like kind of genre and subgenre. Oh, of absolutely. Horror. Uh, but I've always kind of leaned towards that weird Stanley Kubrick style. Even when we did our 70s episode last week, when we said, what was our favorite movie? Mine was fucking Clockwork Orange. Right. You know? I've always liked kind of those weird, slower pace, creepy setting, creepy music in the background, which is another thing with this one. He's not blaring like 70s fucking rock at me. John every two Five seconds, did the soundtrack you know? for this yeah, one. He, John and Five he, did this, and it was awesome. He, he, he was like, I don't want guitars. I want to make. A score yep. for the film. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a much better improved everything. <clears throat> like and I it's said, the first time I like the characters. Yeah, like I, the radio crew that's there. Like I like all of them. You know, everybody's cool. Like the guy, the the book guy, the old man. You know, that meets his demise from all the witches and oh, shit. Oh yeah, I like that. Like he was a likable character. 
It's the first time in a Rob Zombie movie I've been like, oh man, everybody's pretty. You even cool, like man. D. Wallace while she's I bashing love, his skull in. Like she flips. Yeah. She's the yeah. fucking dull. You know, like oh, she's of course she's playing the, the sweet yeah. dumb one. Yeah, and then it totally flips where Patricia Quinn. Yeah. And we can't forget to talk about Patricia. Patricia oh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get to man. that. I mean, yeah, definitely. It's fucking now, awesome. They were like the they were evil Golden Girls, and I really like that. <laughs> like I really I really love that about them. They're like Golden so Girls. Which one's that are like Blanche? I guess D. Wallace you know, becomes Blanche. Well, they're all sitting around like drinking wine. They all they're all kind of catty towards each other. You know, yeah. they'll make like, not like directly, not like that, like, hey, fuck you, bitch type stuff you see in movies. It's just very like one liners and things like that. Just taking shots at each other here and there yeah. or the way they look at each other sometimes like, oh, you're doing that. Especially when like the old dudes in their house, you know, doing that whole scene, oh. which is like goes on for like, what, seven minutes. It's like yeah. a lot of build up because, you know, like the tension's there. It's bad. It's you're awesome. Like, you're like, something's going to fucking happen. You're just waiting for it. And it takes so long. But when it does, you're like, OK. Or cool. even when they're all sitting on the uh, steps. Like blocking, yeah. blocking oh, the guy yeah. from going up when, the steps. What's, like a, what's this, that dude's name? Oh, really? God. He's in all the movies. Am I her boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeff um, Daniels something? Yes. I always go on with Jeff Daniels, but he has a middle name. Jeff Daniel know. Phillips. Jeff Daniel yeah. Phillips, yeah. He's great. I like him in as Seymour, uh, see what, Seymour Coffins? Is that his character in the Halloween 2? Okay, sorry. Yeah. We already uh, talked about well, that. Well, after that, but... I think after Halloween 2, it is, yeah, that's where he started with Rob Zombie, right? Mm-hmm. And now since then, he's been in every single one of them. Actually, he was, he was one of the Geico cavemen. I found that out just yep, by the that's why. Yeah, that's exactly one he of the reasons. He was a Geico Rob, caveman? That's yes. right. Rob Zombie found that out, and he's like, I want that guy in my movie. That was how he got the, one of the main roles. He still had to audition. Yeah. Because like crazy. You, you see somebody doing that, and you're like, he works for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll take dude, little to no money. Give me that fucking guy. If he's a guy cocaine man, I could probably do, give this dude a Benny and he'll win <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I think I, I'm going to have to agree. Lords of Salem is my favorite Rob Zombie movie that he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, it's his most accomplished work. He actually took time and like the set design. He actually they went going to Salem and I've been to Salem and I know what it looks like. And I know all the places that he has been to. Uh, Bonghole Liquors. I've been to that fucking liquor store. I've been to all of those places yeah. that he'd been to. I didn't even know that at the time. I wasn't even, when I was there. I wasn't thinking about. I was thinking like Hocus Pocus and all these other movies that he had filmed. Um, there's all those, all those like the town hall is in is the town hall that all the moms and stuff get tra- entranced in Hocus Pocus. That kind of yeah. nerd stuff. Uh, it's the when they would go to film in California, you still can't tell the difference. It still looks yeah. the same. And the ending is my favorite because. It gets so fucking crazy, much like the ending of House of a Thousand Corpses. It's like when he gets a focus and he knows how to set up shots, you can freeze frame anything in that film and it's a piece of art. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Well, her, like, whoever the cinematographer was, I cannot remember. Maybe you could pull it up for us real quick. Brandon Trost. He's fucking amazing. And the, the way he made that church look at the uh, the, 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 the theater at the end. All the bodies piled up. It's and fucking shit. nuts. And the theater. Yeah. Well, I can um, say with that one, as opposed to House of a Thousand Corpses, like, it gets progressively weirder and you can sort of see it getting to this sort of conclusion. Yeah, you go from Whereas, Halloween 2, which is like an acid trip movie, to this, which is like the complete. Right. The, the the trip is done. You're, like you're I said, Timothy I, fucking Larry right now. I did I did like the movie. Uh, I just didn't like it as much as I remembered liking it because I saw it um, when it when it first came out. Yeah. I bought it. And, you know, I had to watch it. A lot of hate came from because they didn't understand that he wasn't trying to make a a, well, a, a real witch movie. Which witches don't fucking worship Satan. They don't. This is a satanic yeah. panic film from the eighties that he's trying to make. 
And it's still in there because we're like Matthias, from the 50s, 70s, though. Right. It's more of a 70s style. Right? Yeah. But, but yeah. Like, when Matthias is talking about like witches, he, he gives up the real part of it. Like, you know, there's pagans and all these yeah. real witches. Like, that's not true. So he's trying to set all that up and make sure you realize this is just a fucking movie, people. This is not about real witches. This has nothing to do with even yeah. the Salem witch trials. The only person who's even connected is the Hawthorne name. Yeah. No, it's just a movie. And I, I do have to uh, give Sherry Moon zombie props for right? Oh, it's happening. She does like, yeah, no, she did a killer job in it. Totally and, um, subdued yeah. acting role. And I think it's because she didn't have like a ton of dialogue. I know that sounds like I'm still shitting on her, but they didn't. You are. It's did, okay. She didn't have like a ton of dialogue and there was no like need to be like over the top. Right. I, well, that goes into the directing, though. I think that I think the character of Baby is a different, you know, it's a totally different character from her role in Lords of yeah. Salem. So, you know, it's it it's probably does with directing too. And she's had time to grow as an actress through the through the years. Well, she takes it back. Trust me. She, uh, <laughs> when was the last time you saw Lisa Marie in a movie at the time? And she she's the pregnant. Uh, I think her name is Priscilla. Um, she's the, she's the one who gives birth. They cut her out, the baby out of her. She's oh. like a very small scene. Yeah. She's I remember her at the premieres and things. Um, that was cool to see, like Meg Foster back in a movie. Um, yeah. D. Wallace being a fucking crazy badass. Patricia Quinn, God, love Patricia Quinn from Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show. Um, apparently she was really strict on her dialogue. If like this is the dialogue, this is the dialogue we're gonna have to fucking film. And Rob Zombie's like, okay. I wonder why. <laughs> she just I, it's just her acting where she comes from. You know, yeah. uh, I, I could be wrong. Her British upbringing Stage when it comes actor. to yeah, state, uh, theatrics, uh, theater acting. Uh, maybe that's what it is. I know her and actually Sherry Moon didn't actually get along on set for whatever reason. I never really dug into why. Do you want to speculate, Derek? I don't know. Sherry Moon is probably being a dick. I don't know. She's probably like, hey, you remember me as being baby? And Patricia Quinn's like, yeah, fuck. You're her. <laughs> Damn it. I'm Magenta, bitch, who they used in Halloween, too, which is nice to see Magenta, the character. Yeah. I I really do love Lords of Salem, though. And that's the one. I, I 100% understand why, like, Rob Zombie fans wouldn't like that, though. And I'm not trying to talk shit about Rob Zombie fans, even though I don't like a lot of these movies. But if I'm a fan for like House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and like that first Halloween, and that's the shit I love, and I'm expecting that, there's probably no way I would Halloween like Halloween 2 and Lords of Salem are not your not yeah. cup of tea at all. It's not going to work. Yeah. But I love all genres. I love all the subgenres. I love the weirdness. I love the, like I said, Andrew Zordorowski kind of like feel to movies. I yeah. love Polanski, even though he's a piece of shit, but his films are beautiful, like The Tenant. Yeah, I can't Most go Mary's back and shit now. But no, yeah. it's off. It's Fuck, like, man. Uh, but, you know, like you're talking about Stanley Kubrick, like watching Eyes Wide Shut at the end where like, they're yeah. all just jerking off and fucking everywhere. That's exactly what he's going for. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just, hey, for for me, like like I said, I rewatched Barbara Crampton is in this night. movie, by the way. Yeah. Very small role. Yeah. Well, like I said, I rewatched it last night, and I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember. Did I block this stuff out? Like her getting fucked by the weird demon. Yeah. Like I sort of, I sort of remembered it happening, but then I was the like, baby. oh shit! Like yeah. this is that. But that's what it is. It's that's a completely left turn from the rest of his films, where it's like right. a bunch of crazy rednecks running around saying fuck. Well, yeah, and there's no comedy to it either. That's the other no. thing I like. They don't try to just have like comedy for no reason or any character that's like overly witty or over the top. Yeah. The only time you get like any funny scenes is on the radio show. You know? Some of those tracking shots works. outside of Salem remind me of the same kind of tracking shots you see in The Exorcist. The same vibe, yeah. the same kind of style, the music, the way that he, yeah. the, the cinematography. So that's 
Lords of Salem, man. I'm yeah. a fan. It's going to be it's bizarre as fuck at the end, especially, yeah. but it's what it needs to be. It's like the yeah. Sentinel. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's going to be more well liked in like 10 years. Yeah. Probably. It's going to be one of those things like or revisionist history. Maybe the, yeah. It, it, it's going to take someone who is respected in the film community to be like, no, you should go back and look at this. Like Pauline Kayla was with yeah. Halloween. Like, no, stop. Go watch Halloween, the original one. Yeah. I believe this. Uh, she saved one. fucking John Carpenter's Halloween with her one review. I think it was The Village Voice. I could be wrong, but things like that. I believe that was one of the movies that he made and then sold to a company to to distribute. Like it wasn't like Hollywood. Backed. Lords of Salem. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm good. Good. good, uh, good oh, question. I know it was the movie that he decided to give up because he put so much into it, and uh, and it got destroyed by quote unquote fans. That he he made statements like I'm never making another movie again. Fuck it. Yeah. And I understand that. You know, you're pissed well, off, and then he goes right into. 31. Well, yeah. So 31 was a crowdsourced movie, too. He made people give him money to make this movie. You can tell, and I'm yeah. sure they were all pissed off. No, there's people I know love it. Because I'll say this. I watched 31 for the first time this week. We have Really? Uh, we, we, we have owned it for a couple years now. Rachel's dad gave it to her for Christmas. And I was like, well, fuck, I got to watch this movie. And that first scene, man, Richard Brake is there. And he's, he's awesome. He's fucking amazing. And he's laying out. And then the dialogue is good. So I was like, holy shit. The dialogue. No, the first scene. You've got dialogue. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. write, write what he's saying down on a piece of paper and read it back. Well, the, the way it's he says. Well, his, I think it's his, his it, presence. It's and him. His, yeah. He does. Anyways, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was great. And I had such high hope. And then from there, just right in the fucking toilet. That movie sucked. Like, I can't. There was no redeeming values to it. Like I, I just like he There's was a lot good. Of good things in it, but he they're, was they're, good. But they're, like they're all scattered. Uh, it's like anything I else just, in Rob Zombie. But you I just, just did not like that movie, man. At Let all. me just. No, go, I understand. Uh, I get it. It's that's my least favorite of his, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I think it's his "fuck you, everybody." I'm making this fucking angry, no. pissed off. Psycho Nazi midgets, right. uh, the fucking with the dude and the girl, and the dude looks like Jason Mewes from like Blunt Manor Chronic. I'm like, why are you dressed <laughs> yeah. like that? It's just, I couldn't take any of it seriously. They're all fucking gambling, but what the fuck are they gambling? How are they, there's no, I don't see any TVs, I don't know how they're watching it, right? And at no point do they show like Malcolm and Dow with like a TV or anything. Yeah, Malcolm and just, just coming up with the odds on his own. Yeah, kind of like, oh my yeah, guy's yeah, losing, like the running man and yeah. Death yeah. Race 2000 yeah. and all mashed in together. And it's like all these crazy Roger Corman ideas. But they just, I, I, yeah, this is the one he did not pull off in any way for me. It's like the Running Man, except the the opera guy in Running Man was scarier than everybody in this film. <laughs> I, I couldn't get into any of it, and that was like, man, that really ruined Sherry Moon again for me too. Like even just starting it, because there's that like awkward scene in the van when it starts where they're like singing some reggae song, and then like all the, like the white people try to do it, the accent, but they all sound like fucking Dracula. Like, why is this happening? Like, why, why is anybody doing this? This is fucking embarrassing. What? Just delete the scene. And then, then once again, nobody's likable. Everybody's kind of an asshole with that group. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it, it's his it, angry movie. It really is. Yeah. Fuck it that. seems like it. He comes right out of that and he's just like, because the, the, I think the next album he did it was not well received either at that time. Yeah. Uh, it was basically anti Rob Zombie for the masses. He still had his yeah. fans. Um, I still bought that well, record. Well, 31 was like a Kickstarter movie yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, so it's like he wasn't even going to make like it. You guys get financing. Fault. All you people right. that donate to that. It's weird. He's, he's, he's come from like, you know, all right, we'll give you money for this movie. By Universal. Right, yeah. yeah, we'll give you more, more money for another movie. Now we're going to give you this franchise and you can do whatever you want. And he gets yeah. another franchise. You know, he gets both those movies and people are throwing movies at him left and right. 
then you know it's just now here we are 31 and you're 31 and then but it's kind of a loose version of like john carpenter's career where yeah, just like, just like real life 31 started, you're done. yeah doing really really well and then made the thing and it ruined his career and he had to go back to the uh i don't the, the indies i think rob zombie can just put out what the fuck he wants at this point people are gonna there's yeah. people that like 31 I don't know why. That's the one I watched that I was really just like, man, there's this is a piece of shit. And I was watching it with someone else too. And he was she was just like, Yeah, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> everybody was just like, and everybody I talked to about it. I try to talk to like a few hard nerd friends because I'm like, oh, they're gonna argue with me. I'm like, hey, did y'all see that piece of shit 31? I'm like, why are you bringing it up? You kind of forget it. <laughs> I have friends who like it, but they are raw. Oh, yeah, and they fans. play like midget Nazis um, and shit. Fucking. I well, sometimes when you're a fan of somebody, you're a fan of somebody. Yeah. I, I, get, me, that. I, I, I get it, but like you know, I had one yeah. of my friends tell me like he took him a couple of viewings before he actually liked the movie, and I'm like, you've got way more patience Dude, that's than like I do. People that are like, I'm I'm not done watching. That. I have done that. I've I rewatched a movie many times to get it. Yeah, that's like going on like seven dates with somebody trying to like them. <laughs> God damn it! Stupid. Like, I'm almost blowing this microphone like, up every may, time he may, talks. Maybe if I finally <laughs> fuck this person, we'll get along. I can't fuck a DVD, so I hate it. Uh, I can't fuck a DVD, <laughs> so I hate it. Quote of but, the day. Well, the hole is kind of small. But uh, we we gotta wrap. Up, so let's go to this last movie, uh, Three from Hell. Three from Hell. Three from Hell, yeah. Three from Hell is my Once Upon a Time in Mexico because it's like going from El Mariachi to Desperado to that. It was a big letdown. And it was yeah, like, I feel, it felt all like the rushed. ideas and the intent is there, but the, fuck it was rushed and not shot well. It doesn't look good. His guy saved it for me, who he loves so fucking much, Richard. Break, break, break. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Him and like Bill Mosley together. The pop up, yeah, the yes. pop up if, Firefly member. If, if that could have been something earlier in that whole series, I probably would have liked a lot of those movies. Instead more. of Baby, because their dialogue together is fucking great. Man. We, it is. We've got to mention that you know Sid Haig was only in the movie very briefly because at the time that he sucks. wasn't he wasn't doing well. Yeah, there's a script sick. circulating that has um, the script circulating the original one. He's in there. It's it's his movie pretty much. It's like his swan song, and he just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. So they brought Richard in to take Sid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. sort of sort exactly of what it was. There. So most of that dialogue yeah. was supposed to be said, "Hey," I mean, they tweaked it, of course, for Richard. But uh, yeah, I didn't notice how much, like, how much he had changed over the years. We, we we've seen him at conventions, we've seen him all the time. You know, time, so we don't like notice a lot of the changes. But when I watched <laughs> Devil's Rejects and then Three from Hell back to back, it yeah. was like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Was, like in That's his rough. face, you know, all the way he it made me so there. sad, and we missed it the was fuck a, out of Sid. Hey, it was a bummer. As much as I shit on some of these movies, Sid is like the high point of a lot Always. of the stuff. Always, it's his birthday them. week. This actually, yeah. and this kind of is a weird yeah. coincidence. We did not plan this, but yeah, I mean, just a quick thing on Three from Hell. I just couldn't get into it other than like you know Bill and Richard's like dialogue together. I thought some of that shit was hilarious. The rest of it didn't make sense to me. Like being able to bust them out of jail that easily really didn't make sense. The fact that they fucking even survived that shootout was fucking stupid. Yeah. And then cops, the, well, cops can't shoot unless the, you're black. And then the last oh. shootout scene oh. with like. Obviously they can shoot black people, but they can't shoot the fucking <laughs> firefly people. The luchadors Fuckers. and shit at the end made no sense because these guys, I mean, they were done. And then like the, the fucking little guy saves them. That didn't fucking make any sense, man. I thought the movie just was drive away. It, it just didn't. Let's it, just it, drive it, away. Well, it, it, it didn't make sense to make the movie. Like no, it should have been over. The the movie. What did it really achieve? Like cool. Now they're out of out of prison. That's that's pretty much it. They're out of prison. Yeah. They go to Mexico. It is my least. No, it's not my least favorite of his. No. But it's I the mean, one that I just I had I had, I went to the premiere. I went to the premiere of that. Yeah, it was very limited. About it. A friend of mine and his wife bought tickets early, and I got there like two hours ahead of time just in case. There was nobody there. Uh, by the way, thank you, Zach and Fergie. But uh, it was like there was five of us in the whole theater, 
And uh, this was like the limited premiere. You can't see it anywhere else. And man, I was like, well, thanks, guys. I'm going to go home now. Yeah, man. It just wasn't. I, I was kind of hoping at that time, like maybe more like Devil's Rejects. But I just feel like it was just rushed. And I think I need together. to and I'm going to rewatch it. I mean, actually. I just watched it. Oh, did like you? Three days ago, I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I went through all of them. I haven't again, seen man. that. I want to have like a fair you uh, know, review. And of that's, them. you know, it's on Shutter now. It's so. on Shutter. Yeah, it's I'm str- too poor to have internet, man. We can get a free week of Shutter. Watch it from your fucking phone. <laughs> well, uh, guys, we're going to wrap this up here soon. That's going to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, usually yeah. we finish like with saying what our favorites are, but I think you can kind of just listen to this and know that like mine's fucking Lords of Salem. Mine's Lord of Salem. It is Lord of Salem. Mine's actually Devil's Rejects. And Days over and Devil's Rejects. That used to be. Lords yeah. of Salem comes in a close second. Yeah, we're but, we're going to jump Dave, Dave after this and be like, Kubrick, motherfucker. Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick. Um, yeah, and I could go on and on about the things that I actually like about uh, his over, but uh, it. It all comes down to who he pulled out of the out of the fucking horror graveyard. I appreciate that. I appreciate his eye for detail, and I appreciate him trying to make his vision. I mean, that's what an auteur is. Is like yeah. when you have more reign than anybody else, for good or good or bad. And you obviously it obviously works for some people because he has mm-hmm. enough pe- enough fans either from White Zombie Days or Rob Zombie yeah. music or whatever yeah. that just keep perpetuates and. I, most of the time I knew I was going to get into because I liked White Zombie. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, and then it's just going to be with some horror lyrics, and then that's what I was going to, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I didn't expect a movie like Halloween 2 director's cut to be like, hey, you know what, this is not that bad. The Indian House of a Thousand Corpses reminds me of like a fucking weird, crazy, Fulci film. Things like that. And then The Lords of Salem, which took me totally by surprise. Yeah, I'm not um, a fan, but I I appreciate it. You yeah, know? and and with us being like the convention goers that we are, we're always. I mean, I'm at ten to twelve shows a year in some capacity. Yeah. It would be a lot different if these movies didn't happen because there wouldn't be the Sid Hags yeah, and those movies that we see at every that show. I and see, I, yeah, absolutely. It really did resurrect a lot of careers, and that's cool. So at the very least, I can say that about his films, some man. Cool action figures, man. And I got some cool ass action figures because <laughs> of Rob Zombie. Yeah, Dave. Oh, I've got nothing else to add at that point. I right, mean, guys. you you you've touched you've touched on everything. I've uh, touched you. You've touched me. I've touched him. Like that little like that little demon in uh, Lords of Salem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go home, have a few drinks, forget about Sherry Moon, and hopefully have one of those Rob Zombie dreams. Well, cool guys. If you're if you're checking us out, if you're uh, if you can uh, watch us on YouTube, like and subscribe. We're also on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor FN, pa- Castbox, TuneIn, Overcast, Podcast Addict. Radio Public, po- uh, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. That's a lot. That is yeah, a lot we're getting there. We're almost on. We, uh, Softball is going to sponsor us next. And Spotify. Soon. <laughs> and Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> we're getting Softball. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>